0: You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 24, Freedom from Perfection. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. You're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected this is the podcast for you i'm your host pam howard hi mama i hope you're having an amazing day i'm having an amazing day i'm healthy my kids are healthy we live in florida where it's warm and sunny outside in january life is good now notice i didn't say life is perfect because today we're talking about perfectionism If you don't consider yourself a perfectionist, keep on listening because there's a good chance you know someone who is, or your child may be one, or could become one, so stick around. I'm sure you already know that our culture is obsessed with being perfect. There's pressure all around us to have the perfect body, the perfect house, the perfect baby stroller, the perfect kids with the perfect grades. Even those of us who know that striving for perfection is unrealistic and unattainable still sometimes buy into the idea of a perfect standard and then feel bad about ourselves when we don't measure up. Let me stop here and explain what I mean by perfectionism. Perfectionism is a mindset. It's a way of thinking and believing that your efforts aren't good enough that you should always be doing more, doing better. You should always have things under control at home and at work. Perfection is not the same as doing your best or striving for greatness or excellence. That's fantastic and healthy and encouraged. Perfectionism also isn't the same as OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, although some perfectionists do suffer from the anxiety disorder. Perfectionists think thoughts like, My worth is dependent on my performance or achievements. I have to be the best at what I do. It's not okay to make mistakes. Failure is terrible. And I have to be the perfect mother, wife, employee, daughter, etc. They think in terms of all or nothing. They use words like all, always, never, everyone, and no one. For example, this is all wrong. I can never do anything right. Nobody likes me. I always mess things up. Perfectionists are very hard on themselves and don't tolerate mistakes or shortcomings in themselves or in others. In focusing on what's going wrong, they often discount and ignore what's going right. All of these thoughts lead to feelings of chronic stress, anxiety, depression, and exhaustion. Now, think about the self-coaching model, episode six, if you haven't listened to it yet. Our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings drive our actions, and our actions create our results. So the stress, anxiety, and other feelings associated with perfectionism lead to actions like procrastinating work, not making decisions, getting carried away with attention to details rather than seeing the big picture focusing on the negative, refusing to delegate work to others because of a need to be in control, these actions wind up being less efficient and successful in achieving a quote-unquote perfect result. Perfectionists set their goals unrealistically high and then personalize their imperfect results. In other words, when they fail to meet their goals, they make it mean that they are failures. They mentally beat themselves up They tell themselves that they're unworthy and no good. You can often hear them saying things like, I can't believe I'm so stupid, or how can I be such an idiot? They believe that their personal worth and value are tied to external achievements or how others react to what they do. This is common in perfectionist moms who think that when their child is upset or struggling or behaving in a less desirable way, It means that they have failed as a mother. They use their child's reactions, behavior, and results in life as a barometer to determine how they feel about themselves. Then there are the perfectionists who appear to be lazy, unmotivated, or underachieving. They think thoughts like, well, if I can't do it perfectly, then why should I try at all? They give up on something when their first attempt fails. And then they say they don't care about achieving goals. So these two types of perfectionists look different from the outside, but the root causes of their behavior are the same. Fear of failure, fear of being judged, fear of rejection and disapproval of others, and a desire to feel accepted and worthy for exactly who they are. They both have the underlying belief that if they just did everything perfectly, then they would be worthy. Then they would be enough but even perfect is never enough for them. Julia Cameron wrote, perfectionism is not a quest for the best. It is a pursuit of the worst in ourselves, the part that tells us that nothing we do will ever be good enough. At this point, you might be wondering, Pam, how do you know so much about perfectionism? (laughs) Well, my friend, we teach best what we most need to learn, right? When I was fresh out of graduate school and applying for social work positions around Boston, I remember preparing for my interviews and thinking about how I would answer the question, what are your greatest strengths and weaknesses? And I decided I was going to answer both of those questions by saying that I was a perfectionist. Like some of you listening, especially the perfectionists out there, I thought perfectionism sounded like a pretty good thing and something I wouldn't want to give up because I'd seem to get some positive results from being a perfectionist. For example, I'd been rewarded with A's in college and grad school for staying up late to finish papers and projects, and I was praised by others for my attention to detail. Little did I realize that being a perfectionist is not a strength at all and caused me a lot of suffering. Because I was terrified of making the wrong choice and making a mistake, I often felt plagued by indecision over the smallest choices. What should I order off the menu? What should I wear today? Should I go to the bank or the supermarket first? Then there were bigger decisions like, should I move to a different neighborhood? Should I start my own business? Should I wait and become a certified life coach or is my social work license enough? I waited until the very last minute to get things done. Even small things like doing the dishes or writing a thank you note. I was very caught up in the details of things I could spend hours making a single flyer advertising a parenting class, making sure to get the font and the colors just so, only to be disappointed and dissatisfied with it the next day. When I became a mom, I was critical of myself and others, and I had a very hard time letting Marissa do things independently, because then I started worrying that she wouldn't do it the quote-unquote right way. Fortunately, as I started doing this work of looking at my thoughts and beliefs and seeing the results I created for myself, I was able to let go of some of my mistaken beliefs and perfectionistic thoughts. I practiced, and still practice, thoughts to help me free myself from perfectionism. The biggest ones are, it's okay to make mistakes. Mistakes help me to learn. Failure is the path to success. Discomfort is the currency to my dreams. Perfection is what is in every moment. Done is better than perfect. And it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be shared. My coach, Brooke Castillo, encourages me not to do A-plus work, but to do B-minus work. Why would she do that? The concept of doing B-minus work feels counterintuitive and scary to those of us with perfectionistic standards. But whenever I do let go of my perfectionist thoughts, I free up time and energy to accomplish more. When I'm not struggling with needing to be perfect, I create more and I enjoy the process more. The more mistakes I'm willing to make and the more discomfort I'm willing to feel, the more I actually achieve and grow. I can tell you that as a school counselor, I see kids as young as kindergartners with perfectionistic traits. I see them in my own kids, too. These traits exist along a continuum, and some people are perfectionistic in some areas of their lives and not in others. Especially when they hit middle school, some kids tell me they feel enormous pressure from their parents to excel in school and get perfect grades. Unfortunately, instead of increasing motivation in these students, The pressure to excel leads to high anxiety, depression, and decreased motivation in school. The best way for you to overcome perfection in yourself or help your child overcome it is to practice believing that we all have imperfections and are still 100% worthy and lovable. People attribute inherent worth to their pets just by virtue of their existence. And we humans have the same inherent worth just because we exist too. Nothing you do or don't do can change that. There's a great quote by Alice Walker where she says, in nature, nothing is perfect and everything is perfect. Trees can be contorted, bent in weird ways, and they're still beautiful. In fact, I think those contorted bent trees are sometimes even more beautiful because it's those so-called imperfections or differences that make them so unique and special. You can also help your kids by acknowledging your own mistakes and modeling healthy ways of dealing with them. For example, when you spill something, instead of reacting with, oh, I'm such a klutz, I can't believe I did that, you can calmly say, "Uh uh-oh, that was a mistake, I'll clean it up. You can share stories about your past failures and what you learned from them. You can talk about people like Michael Jordan, Oprah Winfrey, Steve Jobs, Thomas Edison, Albert Einstein, who all failed their way to success. By making it safe to be imperfect, you allow them the space to be who they are and not some version of who they think you want them to be. Give them opportunities to make their own mistakes rather than doing things for them that they're capable of doing for themselves or shielding them from negative emotions. Finally, understand that perfect is often totally subjective. Who decides when something is good enough, when something is perfect? Unless you're talking about a perfect score on a math test, you get to decide when something is perfect. You can just decide that breakfast cereal and eggs for dinner is perfect. Showing up at school to pick up the kids in yoga pants and a messy bun is perfect. Leaving the laundry unfolded so you can help with homework is perfect. Taking a walk around the block instead of a 30-minute workout is perfect. You can believe that everything that's happened in the past that has brought you to this moment was perfect because of who you are right now. You had the perfect parents for you, and you are the perfect parent for your kids. Everything is exactly as it should be. Listen, letting go of the perfectionist mindset is some hard work, It can take a lot of time and patience to retrain the brain to think new and useful thoughts. But remember, change is possible, and I'm here to help you. As your coach, I promise to love you no matter how many times you fail to reach your goals. The more you're willing to fail, the greater your chances to succeed. Sign up for a free mini-session with me at lessdrama.moremama.com forward slash mini And let's just practice making tons of mistakes together. It'll be so much fun. You know, I posted about this on Instagram last week, and it's a true story. I took my daughters and a friend roller skating a couple of weeks ago, and Dahlia didn't wanna do it. She didn't wanna fall. So I told her I wanted her to go out and fall as many times as possible. The friend looked at me and said, why do you want her to fall? And I said, because if she's not falling, she's not trying. And if she's not trying, she can't learn to skate. Falling is part of the process. After that, Dahlia fell on purpose. She fell by accident. She fell more times than we could count. But the more she fell, the more risks she took, the better she became at skating. She ended up having an amazing time and didn't want to leave at closing time. So that's what it's like to have a coach by your side, to encourage you, to be there when you fall to help you learn from your mistakes, and ultimately to help you create the success you want. Now go sign up for your free session and share this podcast with at least one friend. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you like this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode, email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com.